try to escape that emotional state and think about what is in your mind for a moment. Are they silly things that you can say, no, in Jesus' name, that's nonsense and I'm not thinking about it. It's silly. We can't live life feeling that we're going to get in a car accident every time we get in the car. But then there's other things that are significant. I think fear, self-doubt that is grounded in reality. And in those moments, there's nothing to do but give them to Jesus and to live by faith that God can intervene and for what is not redeemed and healed, God will give us the strength to go through it. Hi, I'm Sonny Dolphiette from Family Life Afternoons, and this is The Sunny Side. It's stories of people in the absolute darkest moments of their lives, but God pulling them out into the sunny side, God coming in and saving them. People like Dr. Marina Hoffman, but who is Marina Hoffman? Yes, thank you. I am a professor at Palm Beach Atlantic University, and I have a husband and I'm a mom. And I'm just trying to bring a message of hope and to bring these stories of women in the Bible to light so that we can all benefit from the lessons they have to teach us. Amen. A Bible and theology professor, Palm Beach Atlantic University in Florida, my old stomping grounds from way back in the day. And uh, when when people come into your class, what, what are they hoping to hear and learn? Well, a lot of my students are forced to take my course, which creates an interesting dynamic. And so I look out and I'm not sure the enthusiasm is always very high, but I work hard to win them over and it's easy because I teach on the Bible and the stories are exciting. Lots happening, uh, even murder and war and all kinds of things to engage the students. Yeah, turn off The Bachelor and the uh, fake TV shows and and turn on the real life of uh, some heroines in the Bible. Amen? Yes. (laughs) Do you have a favorite? Because this is your specialty, the women in the Bible. Well, I think my favorite changes. It's like asking a favorite verse, right? It just depends how you feel <laughs> exactly, that day. Yes. I really love Mary, the mother of Jesus. And that's because I discovered there's so much more to her, really, than just the Christmas story, Mary, that we all know. Mm, how about that? Now, so, Dr. Marina, if, if that's okay, um, a doctor, you worked hard for this, this degree. Tell me about those steps. What, what led you to, to do just what you're doing now? Well, I was in university in philosophy, actually, and I took a few Bible courses because I had to a Christian university, and I found it was an easy A. Can you imagine? So here I was working day and night for, you know, maybe A minuses in philosophy, and I was getting A's so easily in Bible and loving it, and I felt my whole week was built around these great courses. So after a couple years, I said, what am I doing? I just switched to the Bible, literally, because it was a lot easier for me. And then I was one of those cases where people say you should not get a doctorate because you have nothing else to do. That's exactly why I got it. But I guess I'm a rare success story because I'm still doing it and still loving everything to do with studying the Bible. Amen. So everything sounds like it's great in your world. Um, you're, You're married, you have a child, but we know that's not how the story begins. That's right. So I had just finished my doctorate and I was up north in Canada with my husband. We were driving home from a family gathering and out of nowhere in a split second, a car 
in the oncoming lane, didn't take a bend in the road, his head dropped, and he plowed into us. It probably sounds a little suicidal. The highway was, you know, 65, 70 miles an hour. And here in a split second, our life changed dramatically. And his car was sitting in the driver's seat of our car, his engine. So it was a terrible and near death accident. So who was driving at the time? My husband. And he survived? He did when he's a brilliant man. I'll say it that way. There's no other way of explaining it. But he had this effect on him where time slowed down, just like in a movie. And he feels the car crunching and this falling off and that breaking. And at the point where he felt the brakes disengaged and his steering wheel no longer had any control, he let go of the steering wheel and threw his body against the passenger side he literally broke a rib throwing his body onto the caddy and so when the other car plowed into the driver's seat his body was thrust as far as he could into the passenger seat to save my life so in trying to save my life he actually saved his own because there it was when they pulled him out the other car's engine was literally sitting in his seat Mm. And you're you're saying as things slow down, that happened in less than a a fraction of a second. That had to be God. Yeah. Yeah. And we spoke to a doctor once, a friend who said there is a hormone in the body that releases in some people. And it's not, of course, that time slows down, but the person becomes so extremely in tune with all of their senses. So it's pretty interesting. It's phenomenal. And thank God it happened to him because it saved both of our lives. He held my head in place and I had a brain injury, but it would have been probably as bad as ending up as a vegetable or death if he had not also saved my life. It's rare if if anyone ever survives a head-on crash at 60, 70 miles an hour and God saved you both. What about your injuries? Yes. So there's two aspects to my injuries. In the first moment, it was all physical. Uh, The seatbelt had created lacerations across my bowels. So I was literally dying at the time. I barely made it to the hospital. The surgeon said there, she took one look at me and said, there's no time for any tests. We need to wheel her into the operating room right now. I need to do explorative surgery and find out where the holes are by hand. There's no time for any dye test. So she worked incredibly quickly and she said she saved my life because if I had done all those tests, I wouldn't have made it an extra half an hour. So in the immediate, thank God I was saved within 24 hours, of course, the surgery was over and my life was no longer under threat. So that's one aspect of God's faithfulness. But the other aspect is in the days to come, I realized something was very wrong. I couldn't speak English. I couldn't, I couldn't say anything without stuttering and I couldn't remember any words. I had severe amnesia, had severe PTSD, anxiety. I was a mess psychologically and mentally. Hmm. So you're you're beat up, you're injured severely physically and mentally, and you probably had to even think, where's my husband? That's so right, Sonny. That's exactly it. The most, I would say, dramatic moment of my life and horrible moment was 
at some point in time, healing in ICU and just endlessly not knowing if my husband was alive and feeling as though I was completely by myself and I had no idea what happened. And that is not the truth. That is not the reality. There were people with me constantly and they said they told me over and over again that my husband was alive and was probably going to make it. But for some reason with my brain injury, I couldn't hold on to any truth. So that was a long time of my life, whether it was minutes or hours or days, I don't know. It seemed an endless reality waiting to see what my life would hold in the future. Our special guest today, Dr. Marina, uh, sharing how this is truly the darkest part of her life how she didn't know where she was. She was struggling uh, mentally, of course, not knowing where her husband was. And slowly but surely, did you get a chance to see him? Did he come to see you? What happened? Yes, about day three or four, my dad came to visit. He was with me and he rolled me in a couple floors down to visit my husband. We were in the same hospital and I just remembered that there was nothing to say. I couldn't really speak. And how do you... What do you say to someone who literally laid down their life for you? He thought he was going to die completely by leaning over. He'd get all the glass from the windshield. Again, thank God it never broke. It just cracked. So he literally laid down his life to save mine. And there are no words I don't think that are appropriate in that moment. So we just sat in silence. Um, and I think we ended up watching a little bit of the Olympics mm. that was on TV of all things. But what could we say to each other in that moment? It was such a raw sense of his love for me and also God's presence and power to save our lives. Kind of reminds me of um, of just being there, not needing to say anything. Just your presence was enough. It was. And there was not even a sense of time, maybe with my brain injury and healing. It was just this long, long time we spent in silence and just in each other's presence. And of course, this is not, hey, OK, we're all good now. This this is just the first step in a long journey in healing. Yes, we still didn't know if my husband would make it. His body just ballooned out. It was huge because of the impact and the swelling and bruising that happened, but he needed life-saving surgery. They had to wait 10 days before they could operate on him because he had eight crushed ribs, if you can imagine that. Um, and his his uh, hip needed full replacement. It was crushed. His ankle was crushed. So they had to do a lot of reconstructive surgery, a lot of metal plates in him. But they those were long weeks waiting to see if he would again survive another surgery. So he's on the road to, uh, to recovery and you're also on the road to recovery. He's beat up. He's in bad shape. And so are you. Yes. And in the end, um, you know, the doctors can do so much to fix our physical injuries and they did. But it was really the trauma that no doctor could fix and no medicine could take away. It was the long hours of realizing that we could have died. Some would say we should have died um, based on what normally would happen and just realizing our lives would never be the same. And who are we? Who are we now in Christ? What can we possibly do? I remember really struggling with what it meant to be a Christian because I realized that 
for me, being a Christian had included a lot of doing, right? A lot of ministry. And that was out. All I could do is sit down, is lay down and sometimes sit up and just recover and just be. So it was a bit of a crisis even of my identity in Christ. Mm, it, you're struggling physically, mentally, spiritually, and you're, you're, you're on the road to recovery. And the doctors give you what kind of prognosis? They said that I would be fine. The surgery for me healed all my physical injuries. It was just a matter of would I have the will to keep living despite not knowing the future. And I remember this young girl was sitting in my room. It was about a week after the accident, but I was still in ICU. And she said to me, I, um, she said, how are you doing and everything? I said, well, I don't know if I'm going to go on. I feel so weak. I just don't know if I can keep going. And she looked at me and she must have been so young because I don't think this was procedure. She says, oh, we all know you're going to live. None of us knew for several days. In fact, when I came today, I was surprised you were still alive. But they said, if you've made it to day seven, you're going to make it all the way. So for some wow. that might have been upsetting to me, it was life giving. I thought she's right. The worst is over. If I've made it these days in Christ, whatever the future holds, I know I can keep going. Amen. So Marina, they're ready to release you from the hospital, but they give you some some devastating news on being a mom one day. That is right. So we... You know, we just kept going in our recovery, very much focused on our individual states. And after a couple years, I was better enough to really want a child. And I knew it would be a hard road. The surgeon said that I would likely have a very painful, very hard pregnancy and I could hemorrhage and die. So there was a lot of I won't say fears, but it was a very serious situation, um, this prospect of getting pregnant. But it was such a desire of mine. We went to the doctor. He gave us a prognosis of something like 0. 0.0001. <laughs> I mean, we looked at this sheet and it was ridiculous. And I remember in that moment, it was so impossible and so discouraging that I was able to release it all to God. And I said, that's fine. I believe that God can do the impossible. And this is now just another impossible situation. I can't make this happen. It's in God's control. And? Well, you know, in time I did get pregnant. And the miracle, Sonny, is that my whole life changed, not only uh, because of having a child, but she was wild. She had so much energy. She would <laughs> kick me for 18 hours a day. Now, any woman who's been pregnant will probably say that's just unrealistic. And I thought it was. The doctor's like, did you feel her kick in the last two or three weeks? And I thought two or three weeks, I'm feeling her right now continuously. So by the time I was six months pregnant, I had almost no scar tissue left in my abdomen because she had kicked out even the places that the physiotherapist said were under bones and under ribs and that I would just have to accept it for life. <laughs> so unbelievable. Not only physically was it just miraculous in terms of my recovery, but all the hormones reset me not to be a little bit crazy, but to be normal. So I entered pregnancy feeling, you know, crazy and that I just wasn't my old self. That person was long gone. And all these hormones make me feel normal again and so happy. You know, that is normal to be elated. But there was also a sense of dread saying, you know, after birth, I'll probably I'll go back. It's very possible. And I was trying to be prepared for that. 
well, I give birth to her and I'm still happy. And the doctor says, well, you know, sometimes birthing hormones can do that. Well, two days pass, three days pass. Now I'm thinking something's wrong because I'm so happy and I don't <laughs> feel anxiety and depression. Well, at three months, I, I said to myself, this cannot be pregnancy hormones. Um, God has done, again, the impossible. And Sunny, what comes to mind really is more than I could have asked or imagined because I didn't imagine that. Mm, amen. And you said three months. How many years has it been now? Oh, three. She just turned three. <laughs> Happy birthday. <laughs> yes. Very special. Very, very special child who loves Jesus in her own ways. Amen. It's the sunny side with our special guest, Dr. Marina Hoffman. And in between that time, when before your baby girl was born and the joy returned, you were struggling with PTSD. Yes, the insurance company would test me every few months. And sadly, every time I would still find this paper in the mail that would say severe PTSD, severe depression, severe anxiety, disassociate disorder, all kinds of things. I didn't even know what they were. So as you know, it, it's hard. It's hard when you keep getting these diagnoses and you're trying your best, but you just can't seem to escape from this dark cloud that hovers over your life. Hmm. So what did help you get through that, that darkest time? I mean, you know, the Lord quite well. You know the Word of God quite well. You teach it. Was it the Word of God within you, or was it just the Lord um, every day giving you a little glimpse of sunshine here and there? Yeah, that's a good question, because I think there's multiple ways we go through anxiety and one is definitely to keep grounding ourselves in God. But for me, I think also there was a sense that this anxiety was not um, something I could control because they knew the chemicals in my brain were way off. And even now, so much time has passed, but I still have thoughts. I can't do this. I can't do that. Everything's going to go wrong. Maybe I shouldn't get in the car and drive. Still, these thoughts come and threaten me. And I think no matter how hard things get and how much we struggle with depression, anxiety, we need to keep our hope in Christ. We need to keep reminding ourselves every day that God is in control and we can cast these burdens, even the burdens of negative thinking on Jesus and the power that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. So when we say all things are possible in Christ, is it possible even that anxiety and depression and fears can be healed in time with Christ. And I do believe that. And suddenly the things that seem so insurmountable and our self-doubts and the fears I have, all these become so much smaller when I compare them to what God can do day by day in our lives. Amen. The Sunny Side with Dr. Marina. And is that what you would recommend for our listeners who are struggling with those that that stinking thinking, if you will, you know, where you you're your own worst enemy. You're telling yourself ugly things that that is actually harming you. And it's tough. It's tough to break out of that. Right. Yeah, I would say try to escape that emotional state and think about what is in your mind for a moment. Are they silly things that you can say, no, in Jesus' name, that's nonsense and I'm not thinking about it. It's silly. We can't live life feeling that we're going to get in a car accident every time we get in the car. But then there's other things that are significant. 
I think, fear, self-doubt that is grounded in reality. And in those moments, there's nothing to do but give them to Jesus and to live by faith that God can intervene. And for what is not redeemed and healed, God will give us the strength to go through it. And then whatever we do, we need to keep moving forward. And thank God we don't need to move forward every day, sometimes for us minute by minute in our own strength, but we move forward in God. We trust God's power to do something great through us. But day by day, we keep going forward in Christ. And if it, if some days are a step backwards and too forward, that's okay because God is with us even in those hard moments. Amen. Continue to tell yourself the truth. Continue to tell yourself, like you said, it's it's okay to get in the car. It's uh, you wake up in the middle of the night with with the start before you even go to bed. If you have those kind of anxiety attacks, just look around the room and say, I'm safe. You know, I'm getting in the car. I'm safe. Whatever that trigger is, just remind yourself that you're safe. Right. Yeah, I love that you're saying that because I think sometimes even saying it out loud, just as you're saying, it's been a huge help to me. Hmm. Sometimes when I can't overcome the voice in my head, I say out loud a verse or I say out loud to myself, I have nothing to fear. Christ is with me. Christ is within me. I have weakness, but that is my strength because it's not about my humanity that will get me through this day, but it's my life in Christ. So the less of me means the more of Christ. I love I love what you're saying, Sonny. Amen. Dr. Marina, so you and Larry, praise God, you survived the accident. How is life now? Well, I still have a bit of anxiety, like I discussed, but our injuries are so far better. And sometimes I think we... How can I say this? I think there are times where God heals us, but it also requires human input. So for me, I also need the discipline of exercising every day and doing my stretches. And if I don't, and if I get too busy and I work till I'm too tired, well, I feel it the next day. So God is still working in our lives. And as best as we can, we also put forward human effort to hold on to the healing that God has given us. Amen. And before you go, let's talk about what you're doing at Palm Beach Atlantic University and, of course, uh, the website, womeninthebible.info. Yes. So I've written a Bible study on women in the Bible, and so much of it is grounded in the topics of what we're saying today, that these women also were broken. They faced huge obstacles. They faced challenges in life. They faced depression, even infertility, when you think about the story of Hannah. But they came through it, and they did incredible things for God. And by reading their stories, by studying their lives, we too can find great strength. And a lot of this comes from my own personal experience of feeling so encouraged in my darkest moments by their courage and strength and trust in God. Women in the Bible small group Bible study is not just for women, though, right? Well, I wrote it for women. And to my surprise, so many men have found a lot of knowledge from it. They said that they have women in their lives, women of faith, whether wife or daughter or woman in their church that they want to encourage. In fact, a lot of pastors have said it's hard to preach on women in the Bible because their stories are not well known. So um, to my surprise, I have a huge audience of men that have been impacted by these stories so that they can share these women as models in their church and even in their family. And I can relate to that because I have a young daughter too, three, and 
she's three now and I don't want her to only think of Noah and Moses and Mm. Abraham, but I want her to be encouraged by women like Esther and Mary and Hannah as well. Amen. Dr. Marina Hoffman, how can we get more information on you? Sure, you can visit my website, womeninthebible.info, and you can hear my testimony again. And I have a whole vid- a free video series on women in the Bible and how I've related to them personally. So there's lots of resources for your listeners. And they, if they like to read, they can also purchase the book on Amazon. Amen. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this, this appointment that we've had with Dr. Marina, that the healing and comfort that she needs every day, that we need every day. Just continue to bless her in a mighty way, to remind her, Lord, that I'm okay. I'm safe. You've saved me in a mighty way, and I just want to give you honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to The Sunny Side. Family Life is listener-supported, and your financial gifts make podcasts like Therese Talk, If That Makes Sense, 10 Minutes With, and The Sunny Side, just to name a few, possible. Find out how you can partner with Family Life on our website at familylife.org. 